Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. It's lucky week 13 of the Ohio high school football season. I'm your host, Mike Dyer, talking everything uh, high school football playoffs this weekend. The regional semifinals in Ohio, 15 greater Cincinnati teams remaining this weekend as uh, now we go to the neutral sites starting Friday night. And then obviously we have uh, Division Four games on Saturday night as well. Our WCPO 9 football game of the week, it's a great one. An ECC matchup, second time these two teams have met this season. 11-1 Kings versus undefeated Winton Woods, and that will be played at Mason's Atrium Stadium on Friday night. We'll have all the coverage for you on that game. And a little later on in this episode, you're going to hear from Kings coach Alex Garvin talk about the Knights and how they're preparing for the Warriors this Friday night. As I mentioned, a five-point game. The first time these two teams played back on September 30th, so it should be a special game to watch for sure. Also, Mason coach Brian Kastner is going to discuss the Comets' trip to the regional semifinals. Uh, Mason takes on Moeller uh, this Friday night at Barnett Stadium there in Middletown. McNicholas coach Mike Orlando checks in as he discusses the Rockets and uh, how they've reached this uh, Division Four regional semifinal against Taft on Saturday night. And then Western Brown coach Nick Osborne talks about the Broncos' memorable 39-36 victory over Monroe last week as uh, the Broncos head to their own Division Three regional semifinal on Friday night as well. But before I go any further, I want to remind you this High School Insider podcast is sponsored by the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Enjoy a free breakfast item through their app from now until November 19th. Well, our WCPO 9 game of the week this past week was Moeller against St. Xavier at Shea Stadium there in Norwood. And uh, the Crusaders came out on top 28-7. to Moeller junior running back Jordan Marshall rushed for 263 yards and four touchdowns. And uh, he's continued a memorable journey uh, this season as he potentially could be an Ohio Mr. Football candidate. Uh, he discussed the Crusaders' win after the game. I mean, it was great. We This is what we wanted. We wanted to come out and beat these guys pretty bad. This is our rival, and we we prepared for this game. Our linemen up front do an amazing job, and I'm going to owe it to them every single time. It's not always me. How determined were you tonight, especially early on? Dude, I came out with energy. We were excited. We had the student section was rocking. We had people playing music. I mean, it's a great atmosphere. Their student section is always a blast playing against them. How physical was it out here? Physical. I mean... Teddy, big dude up front, he's a monster. I mean, we that was our problem in the middle, and we stopped him tonight, and we could run all night long, really. You make a statement on that first drive that went forever and, and a lot of runs. And yeah, so I knew coming in I was going to get a lot of touches. Weeder went down in practice, just something, a little, a little injury that bounced him back, so I knew I was going to get majority of the counters, but prepared myself all week, did a little more conditioning just to be out here as long as I could. I think they know you're going to get the, a lot of carries too, though, and that's still not helping them. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes I'm surprised they don't know. I mean, we're running the ball. I mean, that, but that, that I feel like that's what we do best right now, and we, that helps Luke, our young quarterback, put some throws up on the board and things like that. Can you hear the D-line or the linebackers call out? We know he's getting it or 24 is getting it? Nah, they, you can see when they shift down and do all different type of stuff, but we're going to run it to where the shift is. We don't care. I mean, that's how we play. We play hard mouth football. As I mentioned, Muller plays Mason there at Barnett Stadium in Middletown. This is the first matchup between these two programs since 2016. The winner will get Lakota West or Elder in the Division I regional final on November 18th. And Mason's in the regional semifinal 
For the first time in program history, according to the Mason Athletic Department, uh, the Comets defeated Springboro 29 to 26 last week. Two fourth quarter touchdowns, and uh, it was certainly a special game for Mason coach Brian Castor. I caught up with him this past weekend and asked him not only about that victory, but how close this group is all season. You know, it's everything. Uh, this senior group, uh, the juniors that bought into what these seniors are. are, are uh, selling to them, uh, the tightness, the, the, the word unity, uh, just, you know, they, they have a kind of a, a tightness that I haven't really seen in a long time. And that was their goal. Uh, we've, we've had dinners at my house. There's been dinners uh, at all, all the seniors houses where parents have uh, hosted dinners. Uh, they've get get togethers away from the houses. Uh, the list can go on and on and on. Um, I'm just very, very uh, proud of them. Uh, very excited to continue to be able to coach them. The staff that I have can't talk enough about them. You know, we'll sit in a uh, in our coach's office after a practice on a Monday or Tuesday, Mike, and the team is still on the field stretching and hanging out around the M and talking about the opponent, talking about what they need to get better at. And we'll be finishing up meetings and they'll be just getting done on the M on the field. They will be in the locker room together and they won't leave the locker room. So yeah, I, I can, I can go on and on about where this group is as, as a, uh, as one. Um, so they've definitely accomplished that goal of, of uniting. Well, perfect example of that perseverance obviously happened uh, this past Friday night at Springboro on the road. Um, you know, obviously, t- take me through that final sequence uh, there in the fourth quarter and how you how your team really rallied to to get this victory. So they had a long run that put them up twelve. Their quarterback is really good. He was a senior. He was determined to uh, put that team on, on, on his shoulders. Uh, he had a great great uh upfront group that protected for him um and he 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 definitely he, he you know put him up 12 um so from that point uh I, I think we had fans that left um at least that's what my wife told me and some other other people that, that they decided to leave uh I think Springboro gained some confidence and uh, started thinking that maybe they won the game. And, uh, you know, we had a, just a sense of, of, of poise uh, about where we're at on the field. Like, all right, we got the ball and we've got to put a drive together. You know, we got to make something happen. And our quarterback, Larry, I, I looked at him, and this is right after I chewed his butt, literally the C- series before I got after him about missing a read. And he just had a presence about him. And um, we went driving. And Darren Little called a great game there the whole game. and But specifically at the end, Darren, uh, he put some plays together, and it was a, I think it was a 12-play drive, and um, we scored. Uh, we decided to kick an onside, and we, we, we usually rely on the defensive coordinator. Coach Falk will tell us, you know, whether he wants that or not, where he wants it, and he said, yeah, kick it, kick the onside. So we want the onside. I think with like four minutes, something like that left. We didn't get it, but the defense stopped them. Uh, went three and out, and they punted to us, 
and we got it on the five yard line and um, started our drive with a offsides. <laughs> so we got to the two and a half yard line. And then from there, we had a, a 10 play drive that finished off with uh, uh, Greer catching, I think it was third and 20 when we threw, um, when Larry threw uh, to uh, Larson, you know, we call him Larry, threw to Greer for uh, the game winning touchdown. And uh, our, our pass protection up front, Coach uh, Lapthorne and Coach Allspock have done such a great job with the guys up front. And I, you know, we're young a little bit up front, and uh, they, they've continued to get better. And I kind of treat the, you know, the sophomores as juniors and the juniors as seniors now because we're week 12, 13. But they protected Larry. They gave Larry time. And uh, we went up. You know, and then we ended up going for two to make sure we were up a field goal. And I think there might have been 48 seconds left. And then our, you know, our defense um, shut them down and celebration happened. And there was uh, just a lot of pure energy. It's high school football. And uh, Mason was uh, definitely uh, excited as, as, a, as a football family and a community. What did you tell the guys after the game? You know, uh, there was a large, uh, pretty good group of, of Long Green Line members there uh, in the crowd and then also on the sideline, uh, some guys that play for UC and, and different, you know, young men that uh, don't, uh, don't play college football anymore. Uh, I saw them in the fourth quarter, third or fourth quarter. I recognized that they were there. So I, I told the team, um, you know, uh, how about them comments? But I said, you got two things you need to do. You need to go over and high five that, that good group of uh, long green line members. And then from there, you need to go sing our two songs and find your parents, find your parents and hug them and love them and uh, tell them thanks for uh, putting them in the, in, in the best, uh, best experience possible by sending them to Mason high school, Mason school district. Uh, because there, there's nowhere better. Uh, obviously, I'm biased, but there's nowhere better, and they were able to experience something. So that was the two big things that I said to them, and then we were able to have words in the locker room and on the bus on the way home, and obviously when we got back to the locker room at, at, the, at the high school in the field, at Dwyer Field, they, they still were dancing a little bit. So we enjoyed it, and um, it's uh, it's – it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Believed to be the first time uh, program history to be in the regional semis from what you understand. Is that right? I, I think so. Yeah. You know, with 16 teams now being in um, division one, um, it's, it's, it's the first time. Um, I, if I'm corrected, then Scott Stemple or Michael Bryan, the, the, the <laughs> stat people need to tell me, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's the first time. And, uh, it's it's so so exciting to just to be able to get another week with these these uh this team team sixty one. I was gonna say, how significant is that? I mean, because it's you know not many teams are left right now. Obviously, right. I think sixteen, right? Yeah. <laughs> sixteen in the state of Ohio. Um, that's it's good feeling. You know, uh, I think uh, you know, and, and the thing is, we're excited to get back to work. You know, there's there was excitement yesterday. We were able to watch the team, the, the, watch the uh, game together in the Harvard room with everybody that started with us back in June. 
um, at, at AIA. Uh, they, you know, uh, the sophomores and the underclassmen greeted the seniors when they came into the room, um, just gave them a good feel of, of appreciation and what they're teaching the young guys. Uh, Coach Maxwell bought some donuts for everybody and the boosters uh, were very supportive. So all, all in all, you know, you know, I want them to enjoy this win in every moment possible and then be able to turn the page uh, be able to take the pats on the back throughout this week, but not lose perspective and not lose understanding that we, we got another game on Friday against a, a great, great opponent. Obviously, Moeller's resume has spoken for itself. Um, the schedule that they played on a national scale and everything. Do you do you talk to your guys just about the comments purely uh, in terms of going in this game? Do you do you talk about your opponent? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, we always recognize the opponent. I mean, we're in the GMC. We're all, we're every week. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, best ten team conference versus the best four team conference. You know, with with the GCL, I we recognize our opponent, and and we did it on on Saturday just a little bit. But I wanted them to focus on on us. Um, we we know every year that uh, they are one of the top three teams, top four teams in the state. Every year, it seems like, for the most part, uh, and we recognize that. We recognize their senior leadership and and the way they play the game. I wish, you know, I thought about it early in the year. I think it was maybe even Ed's was home. Um, I wanted to go watch them play, you know, one time because of how good they are, just to see them live. And I didn't do that, uh, but watching them on film, oh boy, they're really, really good. They're really good. And obviously, you know, it starts up front and uh, the running back is is really good. Uh, he's going to be a, a great challenge for our defense. I think uh, he's one of the better backs that's come through here in Cincinnati area. Heck, you can think back to some really good ones. There's one playing at Ohio State. Uh, there's one playing at UK. Um, you know, they're all over the place. There's, you know, the kinder kid that came back from LSU. I mean, he ranks there with them, right? I mean, I would think you've seen him a bunch. I think you've made it to a bunch of those games. We haven't seen yet Mason, though. So uh, I, I'm just throwing that out there. But, no, what do you think of him? I mean, he's pretty darn good, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, obviously. I mean, only being yeah. junior, too. So, But, uh, yeah. I mean, do, do, you, do you play the underdog card in this or, or not necessarily? No. I, I mean, we are, obviously, clearly. Uh, but – no, I, I mean, we, we focus on us, and that's what our staff in our staff meetings on Saturday, we, we focus on us, and we're going to do things that we do well, and we're going to play hard. And, you know, if we're in it in the fourth quarter, then that means we have an opportunity to win the game, and we'll, we'll give it everything we got. I, I think we got a group of seniors that are excited about the opportunity, and uh, we'll be uh, – we are in the uh, – strength room on Saturday morning. We'll be in the strength room on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four days and have good practices. Uh, we'll, have, we'll, we'll prepare as if we were playing, you know, uh, Princeton, Fairfield, Colerain, um, you know, Colerain. See, the thing is, is I, I told the team on week, week seven, I said, this is where the great teams separate themselves. And that's, I think the team took that to heart and uh, we were able to play well 
but yet get better each week there late in the season because I think that's that's when great teams separate. So right now um, we're going to continue to keep trying to get better, not not try to bore ourselves because a teenager can get bored pretty quick from older coaches coaching them the same way over and over because they have a hard time embracing the process. But um, we'll definitely um, we'll definitely stay the stay the course on on our plan. So obviously two games to watch there on interstate off of Interstate 75. You got Mason and Moeller in Middletown and Lakota West and Elder there at Princeton. So, uh, it, you know, this is the time of year. It gets really, really fun, the third round of the playoffs, and we're guaranteed to have a team in Division One in the state semifinals uh, come the following week there, November 18th. Before I go any further in this episode, I want to remind you this High School Insider podcast is sponsored by the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Enjoy a free breakfast item through their app, from now until November 19th. We'll switch in gears to Division II Region 8. Kings plays Winton Woods in a regional semifinal Friday night at Mason. As I mentioned, the second meeting between these two teams, I caught up with Kings coach Alex Garvin before practice on Monday, and he discussed the keys to victory on Friday night. I mean, I think it's going to feel a lot like the first game. I think uh, big plays, uh, penalties, turnovers, um, who can pick up that fourth down when they need it, um, punts, you know, like can you flip the field? Can you make a team drive? When you play two really good football teams like this, and Chad's got those guys playing very good, disciplined football right now. So when those two types of teams play, you know, those, those little inches plays, you know, we've been talking about like, can you pick up that first down? Can you break the shoestring tackle and pick up the first down when you need it? You know, if you got, if you got them wrapped up at the, at the one yard gain, does it turn into a five yard gain or can you get them on the ground? So just those little parts of football, and we're going to focus all week on every little thing that we can, the, the tackling fundamentals, the, the catching with your, with your hands and tucking it away. No, no fumbles going through your progressions, no interceptions, just Take care of the ball, take care of your job, take care of the little things. Uh, and, you know, I, that doesn't mean we're necessarily going to win, but I think it puts us in a better position to do so. And when two good teams are playing, that's what that's what it's going to take. I tell you what, this is certainly a marquee matchup. Everybody I'm talking to uh, from Wentwoods and Kings and everything in between, uh, they said this could be a very special game to watch. Wenton Woods has won 21 consecutive games going back to the state championship journey from 2021. Obviously getting a lot of attention from their defense senior running back Trey Cornest, uh, over 1,500 yards rushing. And Kings is 29-3 and since the 2020 season. Those only three losses came to Winton Woods. So certainly a lot of irony in this matchup for our WCPO 9 game of the week. Well, I want to switch gears now to Division Three Region 12. Western Brown, as I mentioned, had a memorable victory over Monroe in the final home game of the season there for the Broncos. Western Brown senior quarterback Drew Novak scored his fourth rush rushing touchdown with just 10 seconds left to lift the Broncos to victory and I caught up with Western Brown coach Nick Osborne as he described that memorable home field atmosphere during the game. Especially for our seniors um, you know last last home game at, at, at Western Brown ever for them and uh, to come back in, in that fashion and win it with 10 seconds left was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, uh, it hit a lot of adversity Friday night but our team didn't fold and they just continued to play until the end of the uh, to the end of the uh, end of the game. Saw your post game speech there on social media. I mean, just tell me how fired up you were just to address the guys and tell them that you know, obviously they persevered through all that. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, uh, just still thinking about. It. I mean, it, it's it's always got a smile on your face, and uh, just real happy for our kids, man. It's <laughs> I don't know. I'm just super happy. I, I, I almost get choked up about it, you know. Um, 
again, last home game, they were able to find a way to win. I mean, uh, just super happy for our kids in our program. Definitely a program win. What'd you tell Drew when he walked off the field? Oh, I'm just super proud of him. Uh, he wanted the ball, and we gave him the ball. And um, when, when you know when your quarterback says, "Hey, I want the freaking ball," you give him the ball. So um, you know, got stuffed at the two yard line, was able to to get it across. I'm glad he's six foot six. That's for sure. Take me through that final sequence. Was there a timeout in there, or how did that go? Yeah, it was actually we had one timeout left. Uh, we got stopped at the two, and as Drew's laying on the ground, he's calling a timeout. Um, and I'm like, who the heck called the timeout? And he came back and was like, hey, it was me. So, um, you know, then ended up scoring next play. And it was just – it was a great moment for uh, Bronco Nation, and it, it was a great night in Mountain Orb. I mean, did he come over the sidelines? Did you tell him something? Did he just tell you right away, I'm taking it? Oh, he, he pointed right at me uh, and said he wanted the ball. So, we gave him the ball. Um, I mean, you know, it's tough to beat an opponent twice. Any, any coach would say that in a season. But, um, I mean, what was it about – Monroe that obviously gave you guys such a, a great challenge during this game. Yeah, they had a good game plan, uh, something that, you know, they really didn't show a lot throughout the season. And, um, you know, we kind of had – we knew they were going to do something different, um, but it was definitely – it was definitely one of those, um, you know, like you said, it's hard to beat teams twice. And it was just one of those where, um, again, great game planning from them. Uh, took away the stuff that we'd like to do well and had it kind of uh, make another game plan halfway through. and. Um, kids adapted to it and, 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 you know, made the plays when we needed them. Uh, what's your message to the guys? I know we're recording this on Saturday morning, but just now getting the regional semis. I mean, what, what's, uh, what's it going to take to continue to move on here? Yeah. You know, that's why I told our kids, um, you know, everyone's going to go through some adversity at some point, um, playoff football. It's the greatest time of the year. It's survive in advance. Again, it doesn't matter how, how pretty or, or how ugly it looks. You just got to. You gotta, you got, you got, you got to find a way to win, and we were able to do that. How many seniors on the team this year, Coach? Uh, twenty-three. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. I mean, how special has this group been? As you kind of, you know, kind of think about their last home game. Obviously, um, it's got to be a lot of emotion attached to that. Yeah, there's, the, it's super special. Um, all these guys have really been starting since their sophomore year when we when we came in three years ago, and um, we got a lot of experience under our belt and. I uh, couldn't thank them enough for the time and the effort that they've put in in the last three years. Um, so, you know, whenever this season ends, um, def they're definitely going to be missed and they're going to go down as one of the best groups in school history. Obviously, Drew gets a lot of the credit and deservedly so for the touchdown last night. But uh, who else played well for you? Yeah, Chis uh, Zachary Chisholm played well. Defense played – all of them played really, really well throughout the night. Um, you know, had some big stops with Dan Tomlin, Ty Loudon, Andrew Sheeman, Ben Schuler, Spencer Smith. I mean, we can go on and on. Um, O-line played really well again. Um, you know, it was just it was a great team win overall. Well, 11-1 Western Brown plays 11-1 Tip City, Tippecanoe there in the Division Three Region 12 semifinal at Trotwood Madison Friday night. The winner will play undefeated Baden or Wapakoneta there in the regional final November 18th. So uh, certainly uh, uh, very strong uh, teams to watch. Baden, obviously a number one seed for the second straight season, a Division Three state runner-up a year ago. So uh, plenty of talent uh, with these four teams remaining. But switching gears now to Division Four Region 16, 7-5 and five, McNicholas is one of the better stories of this entire football season. The Rockets were just 5-5 five and five in the regular season, but they played a very difficult schedule, and uh, they're really persevering here in the postseason. A 24-0 uh, victory over Eaton last week in the regional quarterfinal. It sets up a, a certainly what's going to be a memorable matchup with 10-2 and two Taft here in the regional semifinals Saturday night at Princeton. 
I was able to catch up with uh, McNicholas coach Mike Orlando this past weekend, and he talked about not only the matchup with Taft, but uh, his young team and how they've uh, grown together as the season has gone along. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it was one of those games that was was needed for us, particularly on the defensive side. Uh, you know, our defensive unit has been up and down all year, and um, to, to get a shutout over a quality opponent is is always great. So, um, yeah, we, we, we uh, you know, it was the last, last chance for our seniors to play, you know, at home, and um, that was definitely motivation. Uh, they're a familiar pro- opponent. We played them last year, so and they had a lot of guys that uh, played last year on their team, like us. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um, I, I liked all f- all three phases of the game. To be honest, it was uh, I thought our special teams did uh, a, a really good job of uh, setting up on both offense and defensive side of the ball. But uh, yeah, just a good quality team win. You entered the playoffs with a five and five record. Played a very difficult schedule. Um, obviously, two wins now here in the postseason, but. Uh, I know you graduated a lot of players from a year ago. I mean, can you tell, talk about what it's been like to coach this group? Sometimes, obviously, a, a lot of younger players on the roster, um, but just maybe how rewarding it's been for you as a coach. Yeah, and I think you hit it right there. It, it has been rewarding to see, you know, the seniors step in and, you know, kind of, you know, step into the same roles that the guys were doing last year. And, you know, let, let's face it, like, if you want a good program, you're going to graduate good seniors every year. You know, that's just, I mean, that's just the way it has to go. And, um, these guys embraced it. They put their arms around it. They understood that, yeah, yeah, we had a really good team last year, but, um, you know, we thought we had a potential to be a really good team this year. And, you know, as you mentioned, um, we did play a tough schedule. Um, so yes, we are five and five, but, uh, I feel like we are, you know, battle, battle tested. And, um, we've, we've seen just about, uh, about everything, I think, um, in terms of, uh, schemes and, um, you know, offense, defenses and stuff like that. So it was, it's been, I hope it's been beneficial for us and, you know, for, you know, these last couple of games of the playoffs and, and moving forward for sure. Led 10 nothing at halftime against Eaton, put up 14 there in the third quarter. Kind of tell me how that went there in the third quarter for your team. Yeah, it was, um, well, we, we left some, we left some points on the board. We, we got down in the red zone, ended up missing a field goal uh, uh, late in the half. And, um, you know, we wanted to come out, get a stop and, you know, and hopefully get, you know, get points on the board and it, it worked out. Um, defense you know, did just that. We, we uh, got a three and out, I believe. And then uh, we hit uh, we hit Ethan Gardner on a long, long pass to, to push up 17. Um, and then, uh, you know, it was, they, they, you know, they were playing uphill all, all game. Um, and uh, when you, when you get that, you get teams that, you know, sometimes have to do some things that they don't really want to want to do. And, um you know, so we, we were in a good position. So we're really, really happy with the way our kids came out and also, you know, happy how they, they came out in the second half. You know, it's all it's always those first first couple series in the, in the beginning of the game and the first couple series of of, of the half that kind of dictates and, you know, kind of sets yourself up for, for the rest of the game. Defensively, who's really stood out for you? You know what, it's uh it, it it's been a collection, but uh, Jay Dietz, um, he, he, defensive end for us, also our tight end. Um uh, Adam Carville, guys up front. They've, uh, you know, we're, we're we're undersized, um, but they're, they're they're smart. They're disciplined players, um, and they they play really really hard. Uh, Matt Mitchell, another guy that comes to mind. Um, Chris Oxier. So the there are four down guys. Um, back half has been has been solid. Uh, I wouldn't say that we have been like outstanding or anything like that, but um, you know th- they are they are doing what they need to do. And you know our linebacker core is young. Um, we had some uh, we we have two sophomores out there, and we have a senior that's you know that stepped in. He was a safety. We kind of you know 
moved him down into to play linebacker after some injuries that we had. And, um, you know, he has done a good, really good job too. So uh, it has been a collection and there's been a lot of ups and downs and, you know, to sit here to say, yes, I'm really satisfied with our defense this year. I, I'm not, um, we're not. And we've, we've given up a lot of yardage in certain games, but um, I think that we are, you know, kind of hitting our stride a little bit. And uh, over the last two weeks, we've, uh, we played really well, um, played really well team defense. There, there really hasn't been a, you know, individuals that stood out but getting a lot of guys to the football um you know and, and we have to i mean that, we just don't have you know guys that can just stand there and make plays on you know on on their own we have to have help and support and we're getting that you have a sophomore quarterback in Braden bobo i mean tell me about how he's managed the offense yeah he's um he, he's a special kid and you now he's uh you know, you know, his brother uh, is a receiver for us, or a really good receiver for us, and you know they're they're cut from the same cloth for sure. They are they're they're both tough, but um, Braden's a really really smart kid. Just in general, he's he's a really smart dude, and and the football IQ is is really good too. He is um, he is beyond his years in terms of uh, you know quarterback play, where where most quarterbacks are as as sophomores. Um, he's he's beyond that. Um, so. You know, it was unfortunate that uh, Isaac White got hurt in the beginning of the year, and you know, but uh, Braden, you know, kind of stepped in and took took that opportunity, and you know, has has done a, f- a fantastic job. Like last night, I just recall, you know, one of the touchdowns we had, um, you know, got us out of the play that we were in and got us into you know, something better, and you know, he you know he called that touchdown. So just little things like that, setting protection, knowing you know, ro- defensive rotation, and all that stuff that things that you know you wouldn't think a, a sophomore uh, you know should do, but he's he's been doing that and you know he's such a competitor too so uh yeah l- looking forward to uh to see him mature and and see where this thing can go but uh for right now he's doing a really really good job you know your seniors may realize the importance of a difficult regular season schedule but i don't know necessarily if that's the case for your younger uh players i mean what did you tell the guys maybe early in the season knowing that obviously you could face some really good challenges and maybe your record wouldn't reflect the true indication of where this team was headed but how did yeah. you convey that yeah um it's something we, we do talk about that we do talk about we, we're we're open and honest with our guys and uh you know we, we we tell them that yeah there's there's teams out there that you know the chances of us going 16 and 0 and winning a state championship is pro- you know probably not going to happen right sure we you want that we we, we invite that but you know through the the non-league games that we play in the league that we play in like it just you know, it doesn't happen too often where you can just run the table, you know. So um, I think they're getting the understanding of it, you know. They're because some of these guys, you know, the seniors now, um, you know, they they remember when things weren't so good. They remember when you know we we, we had a little little tough stretch there, and these young guys they don't know that. They know that hey man, we made it to the regional final last year, and you know was a you know six inches away from going to the state semis and that sort of thing. So um, you know, I think it's. I, I don't know. I think sometimes people put too much stock in oh, who do you play and that sort of thing. Like, you know, Columbus Hart, Bishop Hartley is, you know, a premier program in the state. Right. If you asked our kids who before the year, who's Hartley, they probably wouldn't know. I mean, they just I mean, some of them do, but they then they all. Yeah, I think I heard of those guys. But, you know, us coaches. Sure. We know them. Yeah, they're they're really good. So they're going to play whoever you put in front of them. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going to watch film and, and do their very best and. And uh, I think that's the way that we we approach you know every game this year and every week this year and try to have just one week seasons and and you know with a with an eye on the thirty thousand foot view too you know like you know we understand like hey we're five and five we get it we embrace it but you know we we like to think that we're a pretty good team and 
you know, but we're going to have to go out and improve it and earn it each week. Well, Taft defeated Alter um, this past week in the regional quarters. Um, what have you seen from the Senators on film? I know we were recording this on Saturday afternoon, so maybe uh, you haven't gotten the full. Uh, yeah, no, uh, ha- haven't seen anything yet. Um, you know, with the with the change from Friday to Saturday, um, you know, we have an, an extra day there, so um, th- that exchange has not happened yet. But uh, you know, just hearing the buzz about them, you know, I, you know that you know I know they have you know some tremendous athletes. I, I, there's some, uh, some crazy number. I think they have like six or seven guys that got offered from Purdue, like, you know, whether it's a uh, 23 and 24 guys, but there's some combination. Um, so I, I, I say this a lot, but you know, when we walk off the bus and we walk out to the field, like we lose that, that eyeball test every week. Like we just, you know, we're, we're going, we don't have those guys and it, we, we say, and it's okay. All right. We, we, we play, um, we play, extremely hard. I think we have a, a smart bunch of guys and um, we're very disciplined and, you know, we care about one another. So that is our advantage. Um, even when we are, you know, somewhat undersized and, or maybe, you know, a little less talent, but what am I expecting from them? I'm expecting from them, you know, just like anything you're in, you're in week three of the playoffs. They're going to be, you know, you get 16 teams left in this division. You got, you know, 16 teams have a chance to win this thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting them to be pretty good. Um, you know, I'll, I'll obviously look at the tape and see and, and see what we got and see how we things match up. But, uh, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. You know, we, we have, uh, uh, you know, we think that we have earned this, right. We've, uh, you know, we went through a lot of things, you know, you know, five losses there and, um, you know, a really tough stretch between CJ and Baden the last week, nine and 10. And, you know, you know, credit to the seniors who you know, held things together and, you know, just kind of pushing it forward. And um, we're, we're very, very grateful and thankful for um, having another week. Well, McNicholas lost to Clinton Massey 28 to 27 in the regional final just a year ago, graduated a lot of players off of that team. So coach Mike Orlando has to be pleased with this younger group and how they've matured throughout the season. Well, that's going to wrap it up for all the football playoff talk. Uh, if you're looking ahead to this winter and the boys basketball season, make sure you check out my boys basketball preview episode, which is going to publish on Thursday, November 10th. Uh, I have Corey Albertson from triple double prospects uh, previewing the top teams and players from around greater Cincinnati. You don't want to miss that as well, but I'll have all the coverage for you this weekend as we continue with our high school football playoff coverage from Mason, our game of the week Kings and Winton woods, and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Mike Dyer. Thanks again for watching and listening and I'll talk to you soon.